Episode 11, Let's Go Flying. I'm sorry, I forgot my sponsor. What were you going to say? I was going to say see you tomorrow afternoon, but, you know, it's salutation, but that's fine. I'll look forward to it. Maybe I'll have some more interesting stories for you, and maybe I won't. we we'll just have to say. Collect the thigh stories. They seem to be popular. You like my thigh stories? Yeah. So did Colonel Sanders. <laughs> for Hair System 7, I'm Jerry in the Sky Class Traffic. Welcome to Radio War Stories. In every episode, hosts Dave Jagger and Don Nelson reach into their arsenal of decades of radio experience to entertain you with their most amusing, enthralling, and interesting stories. Suit up and get ready for today's episode. The bitch you just heard, KLLS FM in San Antonio, Class FM. Jerry, my wife, flew traffic watch twice a day. Uh, morning and afternoon at that particular uh, air check i don't know why i was working afternoons normally i was doing mornings but you probably I overslept yeah i must have <laughs> something like that happen now, did but, jerry uh, get a pilot's license or was she just uh, no. on the working side she was on the working side on the right side of the airplane and actually they had another guy in sitting in the back seat who does mornings here in dallas now his name is hawkeye mm-hmm. Jerry gave him his name, and he still calls himself Hawkeye here, and he works mornings at a country station. Hopefully uh, you get residuals down. on the name. Right? Uh, probably, no. I haven't seen a dime of any of that money. But uh, So she sat in the front seat next to the pilot, and uh, the other guy uh, sat in the back. Uh, and he did traffic for like two or three other stations. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the company. Um, traffic Central was the name of the company. They were based out of Houston. Uh-huh. And so she did that uh, twice a day. He sat in the back, and uh, the pilots just would go wherever she would tell them to go. She pointed, and they went. Yeah, too. we've right. got, yeah. you know, there's a problem over here or whatever. And uh, so they'd fly just like she was directing it there. Uh, well, you didn't really hear her traffic report in that in that bit. But anyway, she had a good time. Was a little nervous about flying on occasion, and sometimes the pilots would get so bored between their broadcasts, they're just flying around in circles over a, and circling over an accident, that they'd start just doing maneuvers in the airplane. You know, they'd do <laughs> stalls. Oh, great. <laughs> without telling anybody else in the airplane. It's a real confidence builder if you're Ex- not a pilot, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. So Speaking they, of being a pilot, yeah. Hey, you uh, got a license. I got a license. Oh, yeah, Tell me about your license, man. Your stories were so much better than mine, How, as usual. But I will briefly go into what happened to me. When uh, we moved from Victoria and KBIC uh, and went back to San Antonio to work uh, at KLLS Class FM, uh, so I'm back in my hometown and I'm on the air. And I was. we were both very excited. Jerry loved San Antonio. Our kids were very young. Our as a matter of fact, we still owned our house in Victoria when our second daughter was born, uh-huh. but we were living in San Antonio as I worked at Class FM, uh, an adult contemporary station. But the program director at the time, the guy who hired me, was a guy by the name of Bruce Buchanan, another one of these uh, George Johns mentored program directors. Got it. And so he had just finished getting his pilot's license. And was always to, uh, you need to go, you know, flying with me. And so I said, all right, fine. So one Saturday morning, now he flew nice airplanes. He flew Beechcrafts. He was flying a Beechcraft Sundowner, which is a single engine. They're all single engine, but really nice inside and a little more expensive to rent. 
They must have paid uh, program directors quite a quite a good summary he there. He made huh? pretty good money. I didn't, but <laughs> I was just happy to be back in my hometown and be on the air. Uh, so Bruce and I went flying, and I was hooked. That was the end of that. Got his license, said, come on, let's go flying. He took me up at night. We flew over to some small trip somewhere, and he did his night landings. As you know, as a pilot, you have to get your night landings in every 90 days. And... Uh, since I'd always been in, interested in aviation, I jumped at the chance, and Jerry actually hooked me up with my first few lessons. She paid for the plane and the uh, uh, pilot, the instructor, one of the guys that she flew with, to be my guys, and gave it to me as a Father's Day gift, I think. Ah, sweet. Got you hooked. Yeah, yeah. So I was hooked, and uh, Jerry was still flying traffic. They hired both of us to do mornings in, in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And I finished up up there. When I was going to some of our morning show boot camp, uh, little conventions for morning shows and things, there was a morning show there that had three guys, country, and I believe, I want to say they were based in Charlotte, North Carolina, but I could be wrong. But regardless, uh, it was a syndicated show. Now, these guys did it right. They set up their own corporation, an LLC, they owned their morning show. Jerry and I did, too, and as the years progressed, most good morning shows did that anyway, and you hired an agent to do all of the money talk. Uh, but these three guys, one of them on the show, learned how to fly. And so their corporation bought a really nice Cirrus airplane. I mean, high performance, really fast, uh, composite, just really a nice air- airplane. So one of them flew, and the other two would sit in the other seats. But the reason they did that is because they were syndicated on so many stations in the region that it was hard for them to get to these radio stations or the cities and for promotions or marketing right. things or be on the air for a week or something. Do a live week from uh, Op Alabama. Exactly. Like that that kind of thing. Exactly right. So that's why... They bought this airplane through their corporation. Very smart, because the IRS, believe me, is kind of sensitive about airplanes when you buy them if you use them for business. Sure. But if you buy them through your corporation, hey, that's a pretty good deal. And they were, that was a really smart thing. They were always in wherever they needed to be for those promotions. We're going to be on the air, like you said, in, in, in wherever, in Arkansas. And uh, we'll, be, we'll be here for the whole week, and everybody can come see us out at uh, Joe Bloppo's Chevrolet dealership. We'll be out there doing the show, you know, whatever. So they really did a nice thing. But flying became so much a part of my life. I'm jonesing for it, just talking about it right now. I, I really want to start flying again. My daughters don't want me to start flying again, but I certainly do. Now, your journey was even better than mine. You did yours, use your license and uh, your skills for a lot of not only long cross countries just for fun, but to go to other markets that you had to deal with uh, for business, right? And, of course, you know, we, we both, uh, aside from getting the bug at an early point in our careers, uh, I was working four hours a day, you know, 6 to 10 a.m., morning show. What else are you going to do the rest of the day? Well, you know, let's learn how to fly. <laughs> and we had a flying club in the Quad Cities. It was actually based on the Rock River. 
and we had a Cessna 172, uh, a Piper Cub, of course. Nice, nice. Uh, and the Stinson float plane. Wow. And so we managed to get checked out in all of those, and, and it was a lot of fun. We did, I did use it for business on occasion, uh, but for the most part, it was just tooling around, looking at the cornfields in the Midwest, and having a great time. But you flew up to really cool places and landed. It doesn't exist anymore, thanks to... The uh, former mayor of Chicago who tore it up with right. bulldozers right. overnight one night, and that is Meigs Airport, which was right along the lakeshore, Lake Michigan Lakeshore, right downtown Chicago. Yeah, and that was so easy because I had to call on, on agencies in, in Chicago, and you could just jump in your little plane, uh, head over to Meigs, drop it off, uh, take a cab, then make some calls, go back get on the airplane, go home. Except one day... Yeah. <laughs> I'm on my way tooling in, and the, the uh, tower calls out, and the fog had rolled in, and Meg shut down, so they gave me an alternate of, of uh, Midway. And I was a little nervous about that, but I said, okay, let's do Midway. So they set me up for that. Then they said, that fog uh, from Meg's has rolled right into Midway. Do you want O'Hare? Whoa! And I said, why not? You know, so away we go. And uh, I, I'm on a final to O'Hare Airport. And the tower calls out and says, Cessna 5-4 Yankee, can you speed up your approach? We have a 707 behind you doing S-turns, trying to slow down. So, now, for a single-engine pilot to slow down a big aircraft like that, for me, that was just the ultimate. Or have them wait for you when you're on the ground and taxiing to where you park your airplane and they're sitting there waiting for you to cross the runway or the taxiway. But yeah, the, the big old 707 behind you doing S-turns because you're a slow-moving Cessna in front of him. Wow, that's fun. <laughs> and you took some long cross-countries just for fun. You said you... Flew from the Quad Cities to where? To to New Orleans. Of course, that was called IFR in those days. That's I follow the river. Yeah. All I had all I had to do was go down and keep my eye on the Mississippi. Your eye on the Mississippi. And we made it. Yeah. And, and uh, we got down there. And and uh, <laughs> you and your wife went right. Right. Exactly. And as we are approaching uh, uh, New Orleans Lakefront Airport, uh, which is on the south edge of Lake Pontchartrain. Uh, the uh, visibility was about 10 miles. That meant we had to slow down and get down uh, while we're out over the water. You can't see a thing. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I cut it back, and all of a sudden my wife says, the motor quit. And I said, no, no, it's uh, we're, we're landing at Meg's down there. She said, I don't see it. I said, it's down there. It's it's 20 miles down. It's there. She <laughs> said, well, then you turn the motor back on until I can see it. <laughs> So I had to call the tower, and I, I explained the situation, and the guy in the tower says, yeah, we get that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Just come on at your present altitude, and we'll let you do circles there uh, you go. to get down to <laughs> To it. get you to bleed off the altitude. Absolutely right. Now, I know we're kind of talking some foreign things. Not a lot to do with radio, but it does, because these were the things that a lot of people in radio did. I knew so many people that took flying lessons for the precise reason you said so, Don, it was primarily because I'm off the air at 10. What do I do with the rest of the day? I'll be able to do my show prep later on, but I don't have to stay in the radio station. What do I want to do? The really cool thing for me was I got a helicopter rating. Now that, okay. how now, did that happen? Helicopters are really expensive, and oh. we had a massive flood in the Quad Cities. 
And I went out and cut a deal with the company for whatever the uh, number of hours was. I think it's 60 or 70 hours of helicopter time to do flood reports, flying around, seeing where the, where the water was and all that. And I said, no, but I want to use that as my dual time so I can get the, the helicopter rating. Yeah. And we did. So uh, we flew around the Quad Cities. We looked at water, lots of water, and <laughs> I logged enough hours to actually get a helicopter rating. Now, renting a helicopter was so expensive, I never ever used it again but you got the the rating on your on your license right, right. got holy it holy cow that's what mattered but and the fun thing uh which i'm sure there are some people in quad cities today who will still remember we're flying over the mississippi and i look down and there's a little patch of land in in underwater i mean just just little island sticking up okay and out of the corner of my eye I, everything is moving down there so we dropped down to see what what it was, and that little patch of land had literally thousands of rats. <gasps> These rats had gone to the highest ground, and there they were. Just and piled so, up on top of yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah, just crazy stuff. And so we reported it, and then the uh, whatever uh, civic organization went out and dropped rat poison. <laughs> <gasps> civic organization. <laughs> oh, man. But these were just well, that's fun nice. A bunch of do. dead rats floating down the Mississippi River. Yeah, we sent them to Keokuk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where they belong. <laughs> that's that's pretty uh, crazy story. I'm reminded of those rats in Indiana Jones when they go down oh, yeah. under the ground with all those rats crawling around there. I, I've seen ants do that in floods, fire ants uh-huh, in yeah. Texas here. And they'll pile up on top of each other and just float down you know, flooded areas. Sure. It's kind of scary, yeah. boy. Those things can really damage you. Well, uh, a short one today. We still had a good time with it. Uh, by the way, to get an airplane, uh, an aircraft license, a visual flight rules license these days, Don, it costs thirty to $35,000. Well, it's a darn good thing it didn't cost that in those days because that would have been four years' salary. <laughs> It was uh, it was close when I started flying, but I I think I paid maybe to rent an airplane from the club or even from uh, when I was getting my license and doing my cross country flying and things. Uh, Thirty five dollars an hour for a one fifty two, a Cessna one fifty two, and maybe ten dollars more for a one seventy. I have an an interesting Learjet story that we will save for another day. Uh, save that one. Yes. Sir. All right. Thanks, Don. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to Radio War Stories. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Like us on Facebook at Radio War Stories and call in with your questions or comments here or on Skype. Skype at RadioWarStories.com. We look forward to hearing from you. See you next week. (laughs) 